Hello and welcome to the Sobo Lens Podcast. This is Jim and Joe sharing their stories and life experiences. Sobo today for a better tomorrow. This is Life Through the Sobo Lens. Hello everyone and welcome to the 15th episode of the Sobo Lens Podcast. I'm Jim and as always I'm here with my sober brother from another mother, Joe. How are you, Joe? I'm good, Jim. Excellent, excellent. Uh, for this week's episode, we are going to do some hot sauce hooligans, talk some music, and then, as always, whatever else comes to mind or hot topics uh, you want to sound off on. So getting into the hot sauce hooligans, uh, I get, I go crazy when there's any less than three hot sauces in my house. I need to have a plethora of hot sauce. And I believe my collection is up to 15 or so bottles now. Uh, over the holidays, I got and gave a lot of hot sauce. I know you did as well. My rule is usually I open one hot sauce per, you know, until the bottle's gone. And because I don't want to frill the fridge with hot sauce because then you'll hear it. What's all this hot sauce doing in the fridge? So the only hot sauce I'm going to review is the one you gave me, Dirty Dicks. Mm -hmm. uh, funny name. Uh, mm -hmm. They're out of Norwell, Mass. Their whole thing is they are uh, heat with a bit of sweet and uh, mango. So it was good. Um, I had it with some shrimp. When you open the bottle... It's a thick, like consistency, almost that of cocktail sauce. So to me, it was perfect with shrimp. Um, I give it a four out of five. It is definitely for the more hot, hot sauce lovers, if you will. It has, uh, it's made with habanero peppers and mango, as I said, and it's, it's delicious. I will get it again. Um, I know you can get it on hotsauce.com or Amazon. So that's where I'm going to order it from. Um, do you have any hot sauces you'd like to review? Uh, this week, I think I've only used the uh, Melinda's Extra Hot. I haven't had the opportunity to use too many. I ate out a lot. Um, but the Melinda's Extra Hot is probably my favorite at the moment. Um, it's always a good choice. It's probably like the one I reach for most right now. Um, I do have to start trying some more. I just, I haven't had the opportunity as much recently. Is but that the one, is that the one with the white label? It's yes. Yes. That's you also gave me that one around the holidays as well. And that is folks, if you're looking for a table hot sauce, that might be my new table hot sauce. Uh, something you can just kick around. I, I got rid of that bottle with the quickness. I put it on everything. Yeah, it's definitely something that can go on most stuff, which is I always good with the versatility is a table hot sauce. And uh, it's got a great kick. It's not too hot to deter like people that can't take too much heat, but it does have a good kick. Um, I'd say the ones I reach for most are probably that one and one of maybe like the Gringo Banditos, like I really like the yellow one. I don't think you've tried that one. That one's really spicy, but it's it's different. It's almost, I wouldn't say mustardy. I, I, I really can't put my finger on what it is. I, I think people think 
there's scorpion in it maybe the scorpion peppers um but that one's really good uh i used the secret aardvark last week the red one i haven't tried the green one yet that's really good that's kind of like a mexican tasting hot sauce um i mean they're all they're all available on amazon which is great they're all pretty cheap nice nice actually uh who who was i looking at on instagram that that used a hot sauce oh tammy bayard who follows us from twin peaks the return uh and she's a stunt woman and actress on like the walking dead and stuff she uh she's really nice she's always like messaging us and and she used what was it uh trying to think it's one that's oh oh the one you gave me the yellow bird yellow bird that's a good one she she used the green and the orange one which is like a carrot based one and then i i said something under it about you know uh secret advoc dirty dicks and then she mentioned that she also likes gringo she didn't know the name and i said oh that's dexter holland's gringo bandito and so we started talking about hot sauces it's, it's a good conversation piece <laughs> um, you know I, I stopped drinking and started really getting into hot sauce um so switching gears i'd like to talk about music as we always usually do um last week i was sitting on the couch spinning a couple records and my wife said why don't you spin your whole collection in order and i i did a double take i said what she said yeah spin from a to z let's spin everything and i'm like are you serious she goes yeah i said all right so uh, that was Sunday, and Monday was the holiday, Martin Luther King Day. Uh, so we started the undertaking that day because it's a hell of a project. Because, mm-hmm. uh, as you know, I have over 600 vinyls, uh, various bands, but we started with numbers. Uh, so I had a couple. Um, I think I had the 101 string band and uh another number and then we got into the a's so monday we blasted out uh, acdc and aerosmith so that was nice for the neighbors good good wake up music for the neighbors (laughs) um so i look forward to doing that i think it's a really cool family fun project because my son is now clapping by the turntable and kind of kind of dancing it's funny to see him react to some bands and then not react to others or walk away or you know my wife does that too like i I put on agnostic front earlier (laughs) which is uh a new york hardcore band and they went downstairs (laughs) (laughs) uh but i did i also spun uh yesterday and today afi all the afi i had so i know you're a big fan of them that's a good a (laughs) yeah absolutely it is that absolutely begins with a too (laughs) uh as we like to say Rhett. Um, but <laughs> it, I'm excited for it. I think it provides a good outlet and a good, a, a different avenue other than screen time. Mm-hmm. I know people always say you shouldn't put your kids around the screen. And we were running into that problem where it was Sesame Street all the time and all these shows, uh, Daniel Tiger. Mm-hmm. So it's good to break up the monotony. And I, lo- as you know, much like you, I love music and it's something we can all do together. I'm, I'm trying to teach. I'm trying to teach him young, so it's kind of ingrained in them that okay, this is you know, this is 
vinyl and this used to be a cool medium for music and it's making a comeback or depending on who you ask it never went anywhere or it's making a comeback um i I love it as i said to someone earlier uh if i'm not able to listen to vinyl i do listen to high quality high res uh flack files or other files uh i found something better than flack that i'll make you privy to mm-hmm. uh it's called dsd a dsd file it's kind of it's it's basically a vinyl rip uh of higher quality and not everything is out on dsd yet but a lot is uh you need a certain player to play the dsd but i i'll get into that with you at another time uh, I always used you, to see that on searches, DSD audio, and I had no it, idea what it meant. It stands for uh, direct source, uh, digital direct. I'm, I'm sorry, digital source direct oh. or digital storage direct. Um, it's basically, it has to do with metadata. Mm-hmm. And you you basically, it, it takes less to play. Uh, it has to do with like binary, the zeros and ones and <laughs> all that other stuff. It, it's wild what you learn when you're into music and uh it's like the flight of the contours zero 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 one that's 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 binary yes oh speaking Um, of the devil i wanted to just interject because jim and i were big fans of flight of the concords i was watching moana disney movie today with my daughter and jermaine clement is one of the monsters and has like a whole did you know that that that's he's the big crab monster and he sings and it sounds like the david bowie song (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I haven't watched that one yet, uh, but you'll like it just for that scene yeah, alone. <laughs> all, all those people do voiceover stuff when they're not. I was it, like, it, I know that voice. <laughs> it, if you if you go that route and you go, you know, and you're into you're, you're a comedian or you do the whole you know, Adam Sandler band mm-hmm. guitar type of thing, they they get into voiceover stuff. So I'll look forward to that. Definitely, you know, it's not. It's nice to see. Uh, do different things i was watching uh soul with i my started son. that today i started and i didn't get to she fell asleep so i didn't get to really one get sunday it. he fell asleep and i watched it and it's really cool it's about this uh this guy who's into jazz and he teaches piano and he uh basically has to go and make penance for his you know fucking up mm-hmm. uh and then he he has to get someone else to someone else their wings or something it was it was a cool movie for kids you know I, I like when they do stuff like that it's funny when i was all fucked up and all i cared about was drinking i never cared about that shit you know same here i, I actually a, I, i'm looking forward to watching it having a kid really does open your eyes and i you know you can say i'm a i'm a changed man or whatever not only am i sober but i actually care about things i should have cared about in the first place i agree which is good you know it, it's like uh, I was thinking about it today because like the last three days for some reason watching these type of movies I'm like certain parts have like moved me to tears of happiness or sadness in these Disney movies even Star Wars we were watching the baby was getting into and I was crying at the end after they blow up the Death Star <laughs> and I'm like oh my god like you definitely have more emotions that were hidden before and, and it's it's really good it's like these were always there but they were numb almost. Well, you you kept them under wraps with the you know, the uh, the the partying and that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So uh, you got anything else? Uh, no, I'm I'm 
I need to spin some records soon. That is next on my agenda. I need to read more. Uh, I tried. I didn't get a chance. I knew you would <laughs> plug that. Celestine <laughs> prophecy. I, I didn't get a chance to this week because it was kind of busier, busier some of the days at work. So I didn't get a chance to read as much. And I kind of had to look busy with certain days of the week. But um, Understandable. Work first. But I did get these... Uh, this new one in the mail, which I've waited like a month or two for because mail's all fucked up because of the coronavirus. So like this took a long time to come in. This is not even brand new. And it, I mean, it, it is brand new. And I probably paid like way less for it. It's called Reinventing Jesus, How Contemporary Skeptics Miss the Real Jesus and Mislead Popular Culture. It's basically an attack against like the Jesus seminar people and the Bart Ehrmans of the world who and the da vinci code people who try to like lead you know this new jesus movement the last 20 years or so you know demystifying the bible and taking the miraculous out you know and and you really can't do that because the gospels were made with the theological purpose in mind so people have tried to do that for thousands of years and it's you really can't separate the christ of faith with the jesus of history because they're kind of intertwined um if you're a religious person, you know, I mean, other people who, you know, an atheist can, but I mean, as Catholics or, you know, even ag agnostic Christians, there comes a point where you have to say, you know, there is miraculous things in the, the Bible and the Gospels, and that's the whole point of the book. If it was just a history book, it wouldn't be the Bible. So it's, uh, I look forward to reading that one. And then, uh, this one is the fourth gospel and the quest for Jesus. It's about the gospel of John, which, you know, people always say is so different from the other three gospels. Um, the synoptics are much, much different than John's gospel because it's more of a, a, a spiritual and everything is Jesus saying, I am this and I am that. And basically there's no secretive thing in it. It's always Jesus is God. And so it's very different, and a lot of people have had problems with it over the years. But I'm looking forward to that one as well. You, uh, <clears throat> you'll dig this book. It uh, talks about the manuscript and all that stuff. <laughs> no, it's I do. I, I, I want to yeah, read all of them. It's the Celestine prophecy again, folks. <laughs> Making an appearance. Um, I started it. It's really good. It's I, I, one of our. YouTube, uh, one of our YouTube, one of our Instagram followers posted the Celestine prophecy, and I said, "Oh, that looks really good." And it, okay. it talks about uh, the the different parallels of things we go through and how we try and manifest destiny and insight. And it's good. You should read that one first before you. It's almost like you're collecting all these books, but then you have to read them. I know. I know. Get to reading. And I've, I've, you know, ordered them a lot, you know, that it took a long time to come in with the holidays and with the COVID and, you know, I, I just, I haven't had the time, you know, I don't know, maybe there'll be a shutdown again or something and I'll have more time. It, it is hard. It is, especially we have kids, so it's hard. Mm -hmm. We have, we have wives, you got to balance everything and uh, carve it out and build it into your day. As I always say, my wife is really cool about uh, me taking on projects or be it spinning vinyl or podcasting or what have you. Uh, so 
early shout out to my wife. God bless for, uh, her. Letting me do the things I do that helps me. It also helps our it also helps our relationship, but I also again do this to help others. Uh, if people get a little bit out of it or they laugh or what have you, or they get some goodness out of our podcast, my work is done. Mm-hmm. So again, that's yeah. why not to beat a dead horse, but that's why I brought you on board. Uh, I think we work well together as people Absolutely. have said. So, you know, I, I think the guest went over well and I look forward to having other guests. Like I said, if you want to, I know people have reached out. We're yep. lining up guests now. I've spoke uh, to a few this week as well on we're Instagram. Gonna, we're going to do uh, one guest the first Thursday of each month for a total of 12 on the year and uh, probably up it next year. Maybe we'll do two a month next year and see where that goes. You got anything else? Um, I do uh, want to plug the show I've been watching again. Um, I'm sure. gonna watch. I'm gonna watch the next episode of the Stand miniseries tonight. It comes out every Thursday. Stephen King uh, book. Uh, it's getting better. I, I I wasn't sure about it when I first started, but I am looking forward to the. I think it's the sixth episode tonight. Uh, I don't know how many there are. Maybe twelve. Yeah, I mean, it's a long book. That was like a twenty-five hundred page book. It's. I think it's his longest work. All, all his books are super long. Yeah, I mean, super it was like 1,200 pages. I mean, you have to make multiple movies. So I'm glad they did a miniseries uh, for it rather than trying to cram it all into a one-hour, two-hour movie. Um, but I look forward to that. I also want to try to re-watch the uh, movie. And I, I don't know if you've seen it, but it's it's based off of uh, The Life of Chet Baker. Um, and it's, called, it's featuring Ethan Hawke as Chet Baker, and he does his own singing. Uh, it's called Born to be Blue. Uh, and it came out a couple of years ago, but I was really drinking at the time. And I don't remember hardly any of when I watched it. So I would like to rewatch it with uh, family. And hopefully Jim will uh, check it out too. I think it's on Amazon Prime for free right now. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll check it out. I remember you saying you actually introduced me to uh, jazz many, uh, I think, four or five years ago now. And I know that you were a big supporter of chet baker and his music and he actually just dropped a they dropped a new tone poet from the blue note tone poet series really uh one of chet's i think it's chet baker sings i think dropped the other day yeah that's basically what the the movie is about because people don't realize he was a you know a prodigy trumpet player and then because he i mean the guy had like hollywood star looks they said you should do movies and you should sing and he wasn't sure about it, but it really worked um, on top of the trumpet playing. Um, but then he became a junkie like many, many other jazz musicians. <laughs> and uh, he got addicted to heroin and he got all of his teeth knocked out. I don't know if a lot of people know this in an altercation with drug dealers and he couldn't play. He couldn't do anything. And this basically is about the woman who helped get him back his confidence and he falls in love. And it's, it's just a really, really good story. He was, you know, shunned by his father. He was a disgrace to the family and just a really good movie. You just, you just described every jazz musician's life right there. Right. Well, it's uh, funny because in the movie you see other jazz greats like, like Dizzy Gillespie and, and Miles Davis, who was very jealous of Chet and the popularity he got because of the looks and everything that he felt he was overshadowed by him and he really did not give Chet the credit he deserved and 
it made Chet Baker, and I read on this very, very self-conscious, uh, you know, that he didn't belong in the, in the jazz field. You know what I like about jazz when you listen to it, especially live, I don't, I don't like a lot of live jazz stuff, but I do have some, mm-hmm. but even studio stuff, every, every instrument shines and everyone gets their due. If you're playing as a quartet or a trio or a, what have you, they give every, everyone gets to jam and, and get, gets their due and they're not making this big, it, it is a big build up, but it's, it, everyone just gets a, gets their time to, to jam. It's really cool. That's what I like about it. And you can put it on when you're doing anything. It's good background music. It's, it's, I love it. It's, I'm glad you introduced it to me. I'm glad you introduced it to me and I, I wouldn't have it any other way now. I'm big fan of uh, the Blue Note label and other different jazz labels. And it's funny because, you know, uh, Miles Davis is such a you know a heavyweight and you know an icon of jazz and all of these movies portray him as such an asshole and I guess, I guess he was kind of an asshole he's very cocky uh, he kind of came from money his father was like a dentist uh, back then which was you know a, a, a black guy who was a dentist was not you know that wasn't like a that was a rare thing and so he kind of came from money he wasn't you know poor he tried to portray this image and so I have a funny story of a guy I used to work with. There used to be a place on Route 1 in uh, Peabody or Danvers, and it was one of the oldest jazz places in the country. And I think it was called Lenny's, if I'm not mistaken, and it, it burnt down. I think they burnt it down like 30 years ago for the insurance money. But all the greats played there, the Dizzies, the Chats, the Miles. And <laughs> this guy I worked with told me a story, and you know he got tickets to go to go there and get in and see Miles Davis and all night there's this this guy just heckling all the performers drunk at the end of the bar and finally you know this guy says you know I'm sick of this and I paid to see Miles Davis he's not here and where where the fuck is Miles Davis and would you tell that drunken fucking asshole to shut up at the end of the bar I've been sick of him all night and the guy said to him the bartender hey that drunken asshole at the bar is Miles Davis because <laughs> <laughs> I guess he could get really nasty. Uh, I just thought it was a funny story. He ended, he didn't, he didn't end up playing that night cause he was so drunk, but people came to see him and he didn't go. <laughs> I've, I've been to shows where that's happened, <laughs> but know, just, not, not, not jazz, uh, not jazz shows, but other concerts where that happens. So, and so, so fucked up. And <laughs> uh, it sucks when you pay good money. Right. But one of the things I like about jazz, though, is, and I said this to Kara the other night, I, when we were talking about spinning records, I said, listen, if and when we ever get out of Corona, I know we will, but I want to go to New York to the Village Vanguard. Mm, would, I'd love know, to. Basically the, uh, the the birthplace of jazz. And they're, I read an article the other day, they're struggling too. They don't know if they're going to close and if they wow. close, that might be it. They're trying to get big donors to fund uh, the club mm-hmm. and, the, you know, pay the people that are out of work. They had to put so many, uh, so many people out of work because of Corona. And then they were talking about doing, I know they were doing the drive-in concerts over the summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were a big hit at the drive-ins. They, the Village Vanguard was going to do like a live from the Village Vanguard with a few trios or what have you socially distanced to make money to, wow keep the club afloat 
Um, it's really shitty when clubs go under and restaurants and all that other stuff because of Corona, but to be an iconic place, uh, I have a few of my own iconic places who are hurting now mm-hmm. that you, that I support that the, everyone needs help. Everyone needs help. And we have to find a way to help these places, be it a club a restaurant, uh, what have you, they need help. And the, the time is now. And it, it's sad. It's sad to see places you grew up with close and places you like close because of something like this. A lot of places are closing is, uh, is Birdland still around? Uh, I'm. I I don't think Birdland is still around. I, I googled that the other day. I, I think that's closed. I think that oh. closed a while ago. Um, I would have loved to been to gone to Birdland to go to uh, mm-hmm. what uh the the uh, Rudy Van uh, what's his name there Gelder. Oh, Studio. Van Gelder. Yeah. Yeah. All the greats played there. Actually, the whole premise of that Chet Baker movie, if I'm not mistaken, if I remember correctly, is him trying to get back to Birdland. And he's begging Dizzy Gillespie to let him play. And he's like, you're not playing. You sound terrible now. After he got his teeth knocked out, he, could, he wouldn't let him play there. I mean, and- that's not, that sounds like, not to interrupt you, but that sounds like uh, another great Lee Morgan. Uh, he got addicted to drugs and mm-hmm. he had a he had a comeback and he, he came back and it was... another thing i like about jazz is what's cool is it's the same you know you see these trios and they they light it up and kick ass and then like Mm -hmm. the drummer from the trio will start his own trio but it'll be like for someone from someone else's trio so it's the same it's like the the art circles where like everyone in art and everyone in music kind of runs in the same circle and it's like oh i know you so you can come in a trio here and we right. can start something that's cool I, I really that's that's what i love about music and art is the avant-garde and the free form aspect of it mm-hmm. we're just gonna we're just gonna jam and this is what's gonna happen and it, it's cool because you if you I'm, I'm dying to go and see some live jazz because Mm-hmm. the vibe i get from those live shows is again when you put a record on it's there's no bullshit it's just they don't care if there's two people in the room or a hundred they're they're playing their ass off and and going all out which is awesome is the one downtown still alive the uh the little cafe that's been there for a hundred years that dizzy that all of them played at scholars uh nope nope uh oh i went there with uh an older coworker of mine a couple times. That was a good time. Uh, it's it's been there forever. I think it's ugh, I can't where, remember. Where 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 is it? In town? It's it's downtown. I'm trying to think of the name of it. It's on uh Boylston or it's 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 a good little it's been there for a hundred years and all the greats have played. It was originally across the street, but I believe that burnt and then they made a newer location. Always seems that's the case with the jazz club. They probably burned it for the money and <laughs> uh I'm trying to think of what the name the, of it is. The jig is up, right? Yeah. Uh it, it Wally's Wally's Cafe. Scholars is is still there, I guess. It doesn't say if Wally's is open or not, but I that was the place. And all the greats have played the older one, but the newer one, a lot of like Berkeley kids play. And uh, you can go and just see them at lunch for free and they'll be jamming. 
I remember when we went to see Glenn Hansard uh, at BPAC, the Berkeley Performance Arts Center, and mm-hmm. they always, like you said, they always have jazz stuff. So I want to go again when Corona's yep lifted. I, I want to do something. Absolutely. So, you got anything else? No, I think we we touched uh, it all. I'm just gonna uh, so for shout outs. Uh, you got any shout outs? Um, shout outs to anyone that, uh, has reached out to us or that I've spoken to on sober lens, Joe on Instagram this week. And, um, I'd like to follow up with a few of you as guests. Uh, I believe, uh, what's her name? I'm trying to hold on. Oh, recovery baddie. Her name is Haley. Um, I talked to her and I inquired about, and she would love to be on, uh, as a guest soon. So shout out to Haley and, uh, if you're listening, uh, hope we can connect on here. Excellent. Sounds good to me. Yeah, we'll, we'll have some guests. We're going to have some guests on. So reach out to us if you want to be on, and we'll make it happen. Uh, as far as my shout-outs, I just have to give a shout-out to the – we just hit 3,500 followers on uh, Silver Lens. Nice. So – I'm pretty excited about that. I want to thank each and every one of our followers. Your support means the world to both me and Joe. Uh, That's all I got. So this was episode 15. Uh, As my mother always says, peace out, and we'll see you next week. Thank you.